0: All right, everyone, welcome in. This is the ABC podcast of Boss Baron Cans. My name's a Boss here with Baron Cans, and uh, you know, as usual, just get right into it. I feel like we've been, we've we have a reputation now for being three people who who know DePaul basketball. So, as, as per the norm, Bear, give us our DePaul update. We have a couple of things going on this week for DePaul.
1: Yeah, so. First things first, DePaul added uh, another recruit to the class of 2021, um, a two-star recruit. I didn't know that those were a thing, uh, but we have, we added uh, Brett Hart Jr., the Hitman. Uh, he is n- of no relation to the former WWE wrestler. Did you guys even know there was a WWE wrestler named Brett the
0: Hitman? Yeah, Brett yeah, the so. Hitman Hart, man. Back in the day, back in yeah, the day. so uh,
1: Canadian, Bret
0: right? Hart, what's that? He was Canadian, right?
1: Oh, I have no idea. I do not, my, brothers, my brothers follow the WWE. I do not follow it very closely. Um, I like it. It's kind of funny. But this guy's a big left. Bret Hart Jr. He's a big lefty. Um, plays for one of those prep schools, I think, in Nevada, um, not Finley, a different one. Um, so he doesn't play. He's, but he's he plays prep basketball. So he's you know up against good competition um, pretty much every time he plays. He's six five, lefty. Um, he's listed as a point guard. Um, but I, I I'm not so sure he's going to end up playing a lot of point at Paul. And we'll we'll see. He's got some ties to Chicago. I guess his dad grew up in Chicago for a little bit and then moved to Phoenix. Um, but, I mean, I watched a little tape on him. He's skinny, tall, gangly, um, can handle a little bit, hits an open shot here or there, and can finish with both hands, uh, at least on the highlight tape. But it's a highlight tape, right? So, like, everyone's going to look good on a highlight tape. Um We'll see. I mean, I, I mean, it's nice to add another piece to the 2021 because we still have a bunch of scholarships open for 2021. Um, but I mean, it's nothing to like be over the moon about it's really a wait and see kind of deal. What he can, if he can really develop in college. Um, if he gets, he's not, my expectation is he would not get a ton of time as a true freshman. He might redshirt even, um, if you're on the We are DePaul boards ever, they're talking about him probably redshirting. But uh, um, we'll see. I mean, and I mean as far as DePaul basketball goes, we could go down that wormhole or we could talk MLB baseball and you know save myself uh, from crying myself to sleep tonight. So
0: before we move on, didn't Cartier Gordon leave?
1: Yeah, so well he was he was playing at uh, a junior college in Florida, right? And then He just transferred to Grambling State um, and he'll probably Probably be there about six months and transfer to another junior college or go pro in like Taiwan or something. Like, I mean, Cardi Gordon was a big time recruit like, like stayed home, went to St. Louis, you know, he's from St. Louis. um, And yeah, like, I mean, there was a bunch of stuff off the court with this guy, even in high school. And um so he can't, he had a short stint at DePaul. He was supposed to be ready like like by, I think, middle of November or something. He was supposed to be eligible and he transferred like days before the season started. So um, Cartier Gordon's a big boy. Like he could help somebody on the interior, but I mean, he's got a lot going on and uh, he can't seem to just pull it together. So um, it's, it's a shame really because like the guy's got a ton of talent. He could really, I mean, he could play pro basketball somewhere right like he has the body for it um he just can't seem to you know string together like for some reason whatever the reason is he can't get it together um but yeah so he transferred to grambling state
0: yeah because i know there was a lot of talk about him when he was like when he first uh said he was going to come to DePaul, and then kind of just faded it wasn't he a four-star
1: yeah, he was a four-star recruit. I remember – shout out Sully Menard, friends of Kansas and the Bear. can't you know our guy, Sully. And he, mm-hmm. I remember I asked Sully about Cartier, and he's like, yeah, he's a good guy. You know, he's like a good teammate. He just – he, Sully didn't really want to talk about it, but it was more like like he's just – he's kind of out there. I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it, right? Like, But he's, he's a hoss. Like, the guy, he's a monster. So, like, he could – he could really get it done underneath. Um, It would have really been nice to have that kind of depth up front with him and Butts. And we would have had Paul Reed at the time. And even uh, Femi Illusionby was on the team at the time. And like, so we would have had a ton of talent up front. You know, you get in foul trouble, you just keep cycling these guys in. And, uh, but, you know, Cartier just couldn't, you know, could, for whatever reason, had to leave DePaul. And I, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. And uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a bizarre case. It's just like a new thing comes out about this guy every other day.
2: It feels like.
0: Yeah, really, (laughs) really. But uh, anyways, I mean, unless we have anything more about DePaul, we should, um, we should move forward.
1: The only thing I would say about Hart is he's, got the body that like it's classic Dave Lado Mark Sue recruiting six, five long, um, you know, getting the passing lane, you know, he, he, he's going to stack up well in the big East as, if he puts on a little weight. Um, but it's nothing like, it's not like we just landed another four star and we're back in the top 10 for the, you know, classes of 2021. Cause DePaul was when they had Bynum and Ke- when Keon mm-hmm. Edwards was a lot high, higher ranked in the top 100, DePaul basketball was a top 10 recruiting class for 2021. Now that is we all knew that wasn't going to last very long and it hasn't la- it's they're already out of the top 10. Um, but it's not like we didn't just add, you know, Jaden Atkins or like another some of these guys who are still on the list of possible um, guys to commit to DePaul. So there might still be another four-star recruit or three-star recruit <clears throat> who DePaul adds, but for right now, added Brett Bart Jr. who, you know, could be a nice piece, could, could transfer. I have no idea. So
0: we'll see. All right, all right. Uh, well, moving forward, moving forward, um, the MLB is uh, having some issues again. Uh, I mean, what, what nobody's surprised. Two Cardinals coaches, I believe, uh, tested positive today. Um, and then we've already got the Marlins up to 20. And Manfred said, um, there's like a, a clause for this season that Manfred can shut down the season without the players' consent. Um, and he talked about that. So we're, we're a week in, and it already seems like we're at the breaking point.
1: Yeah, Rob Manfred already warned the union that he, uh, he can, you know, suspend the season or cancel it pretty much whenever he wants. Um, and I guess, like, I don't know if you guys heard this, but I think, a lot of the Cardinals players were, were playing golf at whistling Straits like the other day. Um, so like, yeah. I, since they're not doing the bubble thing, like since they're, since they're not like, it, I, it feels like this professional league, major league baseball is like just probably run the worst and like has just is made up of just like guys who, I don't know, like, like, it just seems like they can't get it. It's like the Cartier Gordon of professional leagues. they can't get it together because, like, like, I mean, the NHL, no positive tests. NBA is on track, still doing well. I don't know what the NFL is going to do. Soccer got it together with the MLS and the and overseas for some like baseball, just like two not enough concern. I don't know what it is, but uh I mean it's it's just strange i mean like cuz like everyone wants to watch baseball i mean i do i want to watch baseball and we they just it doesn't seem like we're going to get through the rest of the year
2: yeah uh if you, for me at least uh I'll, I'll put it that way it feels like since you know back in march when everything you know closed down and ever since then when you when you, we've heard about baseball there really hasn't been any about like wing on the was the labor uh, negotiations or the dispute really figuring out what to get back now the season started and you know teams are testing positive the Marlins are just playing well players have tested positive now the Cardinals uh, players have it really the only like on field news that I feel the MLB uh, has gotten was the whole, uh, the whole Joe Kelly situation. And we can get into that a little later too, maybe, but it's just like, it's all the off the field stuff that is, you know, it going to drag down baseball and, you know, Hey, credit to them. They, they got us through, you know, last week and now, you know, the NBA is here, the NHL starts tomorrow. So, I don't know. They bridged the uh, the gap a little, but I, I don't know. I, I think Manfred is going to, you know, he's going to push that button at some point. I don't know when, but I I think at some point he's just going to nuke the whole season.
1: The one thing that I would say about the way the commissioner has handled this that I don't like is I feel like he's just throwing everybody under the bus except himself. And he's like, he, he he's taking no responsibility. He's the leadership has been, I mean, non-existent almost. Um, So for him to just like be like, oh, the players need to, you know, take it more seriously or like, you know, whatever, like, like, dude, you're in charge. Like you need to like either lead by example or to, you know, like, like be more clear as far as clarity goes about like what you can do on and off the field. And like, you know, I don't know, like maybe a more, uh, put together plan before the season started as to like, I mean, I guess the regional thing made sense, but like they, they basically didn't give enough guidelines to these players. And they were just like, like I, Christopher Russo said it the other day, he's like the MLB baseball is going to plow through. And like, that is, that is so Christopher Russo. And that is so MLB, you know, based like major league baseball, that's such their move is like, we're going to plow through the coronavirus, We're just going to keep going. And then with that mentality, they are going to end up having to either suspend the season and start up again, or they're just going to have to cancel the year, which, which would just, you know, just that,
2: that would just be terrible. That'd just be horrible. It just feels like baseball hasn't gotten anything right. And, you know, I don't know. It's the, one of the things I was thinking about is I, I like baseball uh, I love watching the Cubs. I've made it a point to watch every single pitch. Uh, I'm living and dying with every single pitch. But I think a lot of people are more just casual baseball fans. You know, they'll they'll tune it on or turn it on if nothing else is happening. And then you got you know the NBA and the NHL are back, and they're like in the thick of it. You know, it's the NHL playoffs. The NBA is you know getting to the playoffs, and baseball is just starting. And I think a lot of people would be more uh, inclined to tune into like the NBA playoffs for example and then you know baseball was already lose, losing some viewership now teams are having to cancel games like they're they're just in a bad spot and it's just crazy to think that after all the talks about you know opening day 4th of July you know they're going to they're going to heal america or whatever and and now we're here it's just it's just a bad look
0: yeah, I mean, it's it, it's awful. It's awful. It's like nothing they've been doing is going right. And, and, I mean, honestly, it's been a pretty entertaining season so far, too. So, it's like you're getting some progress here and losing out on it. I mean, obviously, you referenced the Joe Kelly thing. We've got uh, Shane Bieber having one of the best starts for a pitcher ever. 27 strikeouts and two starts to open the year. That's more than Nolan Ryan, and I believe it's an AL record for um, – Uh, strikeouts without having an earned run in two starts to open a season so there's a lot of really good things to write home about the Cubs rotation for one of them uh and and this offense that has been killing it so it's like you know all these good things that have happened it seems like they're not really going to continue with the way the league is going right now and the way these uh safety measures have really not been upheld
1: yeah i would say
0: both sides players and and the and the the league leadership i don't think anybody's holding it up
1: yeah and to your point it's like classic major league baseball and we've said this a few times but like you know you have star power right now young star power and like they can't Expand like popularity, or like you know, like they don't advertise well. Like they need. I majored in public relations and advertising at DePaul University. Hire me, and I will make Mike Trout like, of like appeal to the masses. But what the, the the point I'm trying to make is that like like you just said it, boss. Like there is so much good happening in baseball right now, and we're gonna lose it, right? Because. I blame personally, I, 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 you, you said players and leadership. I, I, I really think it falls at the feet of Rob Manfred, but um, I mean, Shane Bieber, like with this curveball from the right side, that's bouncing in front of home plate and guys are swinging at it. And he's got 13 K's against maybe the best offense in uh, baseball, in Minnesota. I mean, like, we're, it's going to be the, – the rug is going to be ripped off from under us, and we're going to have no more Shane Bieber. We're going to have no more Joe Kelly doing frowny faces at, at Carlos Correa. And it's just – yeah, right? Like, it's just – we're, we're going to have none of that. And it's – I personally, like, I really think it's the commissioner's fault. But, like, I could see, like, you know, these it's, – it's kind of the mentality of the baseball player right now, not taking the virus serious enough, not taking the precau- proper precautions. Because, like, the NHL, the National Hockey League, had zero positive tests. Now there was speculation. Like people, people are like, is that real? Just cause like, how could that be real? But it is real. And that is because these players are so committed to playing and like, that's such a hockey guy thing. And like, whatever. like I get into that for a minute, but whatever, like I get it. Like these players are committed to getting on the ice and finishing the season. And like, I really respect that because I watch, like I, like I said, like some of these guys for the, uh, I think the Marlins were out at a club and then I think that like the Cardinals were playing golf. Like it's just like we 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 need this as sports fans, and it's a little selfish of me. But like like I, I'm I can't watch any more Netflix, man. Like I need to watch, um, you know, Joe Kelly. I need to watch Shane Bieber. I need to watch these guys.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's and, and, it's a I, it's a shame. It's a shame. But Kans, please go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say I I think the the NHL and the NBA they're definitely uh at an advantage because baseball hadn't even started yet. So baseball, you know, you want to start up, you have 30 teams. Whereas the, uh, the NBA, NBA and the NHL, uh, you know, only are bringing like the teams in contention. Although the NHL, you know, went out of the way to make sure that the Blackhawks would be, uh, in this restart because, you know, the Chicago market, but that's, that's another thing. But, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't MLB float uh, the idea of a bubble, but the players turned it down? Wasn't I've I've heard that, that as well. Thing?
0: I've heard that they were talking about a bubble in Arizona, but the players didn't want it. Uh, I think while we talk about Manfred, Tony Clark might be the worst president of the Baseball Players Here's Association ever. He is pathetic. He's terrible. He, he, I mean, the, this labor, labor agreement is, is pathetic. It's put the players at a disadvantage at every turn. Uh, you can't even enter free agency anymore because they, 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 every, every team gives you that nasty qualifying offer. So nobody wants to sign you because they're going to lose a first-round pick. Uh, he, I mean, he has been really really inept as well. I think they're worrying. They worried a lot about money, uh, but not enough about safety. And uh, the safety aspect has right, been a complete yeah. failure. Complete. I mean, I, I think the, the money became way too much of a thing uh, for the MLB this year, and it, it's completely derailed any progress they could. I mean, they were talking about having fans in some stadiums like three weeks ago. Uh, who's talking about fans right now when players are coach and coaches are getting tested positive every day?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, and it's it's totally fair about Tony Clark because like you like you see like how long these rookie contracts like Chris Bryant felt was, was on his rookie deal for like, that's why Luis Robert signed that long deal and like Jimenez signed a long deal is because they want, uh, like they want to, they, they want to guarantee they're going to be, you know, wealthy forever opposed to like, you know, betting on themselves after like seven years or something like that. Like you're not going to stay healthy that long. So um I think it's totally fair to be critical of Tony Clark. I think it's totally fair to be critical of Rob Manfred. And I think it's totally fair to be critical of the players. That's why I, that's why I I talk so poorly about major league baseball as a whole, because like, it just seems like nobody's absolutely committed to finishing the year. And it's, it's, it stinks when you see, when you juxtapose that next to the NHL and the NBA.
0: I mean, there's like nothing, there's nothing, nothing else to say about baseball. It's just been a complete failure on every level. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we've got basketball back and two weeks, zero positive tests. Uh, a couple of guys are going to be coming back too. I think to the bubble in a couple of days. I think both Lou Williams after the whole, um, magic city <laughs> ordeal and, uh, and, and of course, um, uh, Harrell is still out, but other than that, the rest of these, the rest of these teams are looking good. We've had three games, four or five games already. Three of them have been incredible. Utah, New Orleans yesterday, and then obviously Lakers-Clippers was great. What a a way to end that game. And then today Portland took down the Grizzlies in overtime, which was another game that just like went down to the buzzer. Uh, So NBA is looking good.
1: Even watching Devin Booker just absolutely torch Washington. I don't know if that was in, like, I don't know what's going on with the NBA, right? So, is that in a different city, Abbas? No, is no, that that that
0: no that was still also, I mean, like, Washington without Beale isn't that great. But, like, <laughs> Booker was, Aiton went off in that game, too. I think he yeah, was, like, yeah, 24, 20, and 24 and 12 or something.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, the NBA is back, and it's a lot of fun because, like, I never dive in to NBA basketball really too much until the playoffs. And I'm getting like, you know, every possession matters um, right now. And um, like the Clippers didn't have your boy Trez. They didn't have um, Lou Williams because he had to pick up some chicken wings. But uh, um, they still, you know, toe-to-toe with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And it took a LeBron absurd uh rebound put back where I can't believe like if you look at the picture like how did he get his hands on that basketball um but I watched a lot of Portland and um uh sorry I watched a ton of the trailblazers versus the grizzly today
2: grizzlies today and it's just it's great to, to have some basketball
1: and uh um I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy that like there's a league out there that's getting it done.
2: Ja, yeah, Ja Morant, man, oh my god, he's insane. I'm excited to watch him. I, I kind of hope Memphis makes it in. Sorry, Abbas, I, I, like Ja, but the Blazers, they, they look pretty good too. Malo, Malo was doing this again. I saw Kans,
0: that. Can's, I just want to say that's the most disrespectful thing you've ever said to me. I mean, that hurt me. That hurt. That hurt a lot. That hurt a lot. Because I don't see how I'm, you want to watch. Sorry. I don't see how you would want to watch any other player in the playoffs other than Damian Lillard. He's a stone cold killer, and today he was he was I mean look he was scoring, he was sharing the rock. He knew he had a bad day from the three point line, so late in the game, getting it to Mello, to Gary Trent, to Zach Collins. I mean, talk about a guy who's like you know he's been in this MVP buzz for, for a couple of years now, and and deservedly so, deservedly so. He is he's something else.
1: I'm on the day right, train but... too, man. I'm totally, I'm totally in on Damian Lillard after watching today. I mean, I, I've always liked him, but that guy's a leader. Like that guy wants to win basketball games. He doesn't care if he scores zero. He doesn't scare, care if he has to score 50 to do it because he's unselfish. He plays good defense. He shared, like he's just, he does everything that you'd want out of a true point guard. Um, and then he fills it up when he needs to. Right. So the the most impressive move that he had today I mean there were a ton of them but when he got in the lane and he just walked to the basket and laid it in with his left when he had the guy on his hip I think it was uh Dylan Brooks I was just like like he 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 was he wasn't even wasting energy he wasn't exerting any effort right like like it, the game comes so easy to a guy that good and it's cuz he's put in the work I mean Damian Lillard is without question like an MVP candidate and like will he will he ever win one with guys like LeBron with guys like Giannis in the league James Harden you know like like but I I would love to go toe to toe with an argument like with anybody that Damian Lillard is de- as deserving as anybody
0: yeah and I mean we, we always have that argument people trying to say that like, like Westbrook and Kyrie Irving are better than him I mean sure Westbrook has the MVP but He only has it because of the storyline. I mean, he put up a great season, but he did it really inefficiently. He can't shoot. Uh, And and in terms of leadership, I don't think he's got Dame's Dame's amount of, like, like just the leadership that, like, oozes out of Damian Lillard. Uh, But, like, yeah, I mean, it it was, for me personally, as a a true Blazers bandwagon fan, uh, jumping on because I love Damian Lillard, uh, that game was – it was one of the funnest sports – moments I've seen all year uh, well I guess yeah. since March
1: <laughs> yeah right and like I like what like the one thing my concern would be with Portland is they're not deep enough I mean we I was texting you about Hassan Whiteside having to come into the game because like I mean he does some good things here and there but like the decision making is lacking um, they played those guys a lot of minutes like then and one of those guys is Carmelo Anthony who is contributing but at the same time, he is still Carmelo Anthony. So, and, like, I'm not criti- – I'm, like, Melo's biggest fan. So like,
0: I will I, say about Melo right now is that the defense today from him was insane. I mean, he I looks, he's from. in such good shape right now because he kind of – he lost all that weight. He's moving really well. He played really well on defense. And, I mean, look, I think uh, Nurkic didn't get a chance to really show the world just how amazing he is because of that injury last year and not being able to play in the playoffs. But uh, I think we're seeing it right now. What, what today was like 16, nine rebounds, five assists, six blocks, three yeah, steals. Yeah, six blocks. He, he fills the stat sheet all over the place. And and with, now with him instead of Whiteside, uh, I think Portland's ceiling has risen again. Because, oh yeah. Because Nurkic does so much more than Whiteside. The only thing Whiteside has going for him that's really good is that he's a really good finisher, such a good rebounder. But, I mean, the defensive upgrade, the passing upgrade, the intangibles upgrade, uh, Nurkic is just so much more competent on defense that it's like everything else that Whiteside does, I feel like just gets negated because his, his defense is so bad.
1: We got to be careful with how much we praise Yusuf Nurkic with Nick in on this podcast because he will go off on the Bulls in a minute and we'll be talking about (laughs) Garpacks instead of how good, how much we love Terry Stotts and the Portland Trailblazers. But yeah, Yusuf, I mean, Nurk is just such a better fit. Like playing pick and roll with Dame and CJ, than Whiteside is like it's it's not even close. Like the way he can pass out of out of the post, the way he can, he's just soft hands, good feet. Like I'm just I'm totally sold on these Trailblazers making it real difficult on LeBron and AD,
0: especially the way today how how they were really blitzing Dame and CJ when they were coming around the screens. Whiteside can't can't get the ball after that and make the right pass. He's probably – he's going to turn it over. He's going to take a stupid shot, or the offense has to restart. That That's what I think is so good about having uh, both Nurkic and Zach Collins back. They, they kind of they, – they, they stop other teams from doing that because both of those guys can create a little bit. Both of them can score, and both of them can pass. So, I, I'm really high on them. But uh, Nick Kanz has been shaking his head a little bit. Uh, Nick Kanz, what do you got to say?
2: Well, look, I'll just say – From what I saw from from the Blazers uh, today, they look great. You know, I'm not discrediting them or anything. But after last night, the Western Conference, it's going to be the Clippers or the Lakers. I mean, I just don't think any Mm -hmm. other team has a shot. Uh, And it's too bad because, I don't know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing LeBron lose uh and clippers i mean i don't know take them or leave them i think the west has a lot of good Look, uh, young teams but I, think- I just don't know like i'll just say this real quick about it. like alex caruso in like the final minute of the game i want to say or maybe it was earlier deflects a pass dives out of bounds saves it throws it back in like Alex Caruso is doing that for the Lakers, and and then you got LeBron and AD. They got AD Garden. I think it was Paul George or Kawhi. He was on one of the two. Like, I just think they're such a tough matchup.
0: Look, here's what I'll say about the Lakers and and that Clippers game, and why I don't feel like there should be any like reactions at all from that game. Is that dude? Look, the Clippers, they're, what outside of PG and Kawhi, their next best three players were either not there or limited because Beverly just came back. He didn't play much, still scored 12 points, but he didn't play much. He didn't play. He didn't close. Um, they didn't have Lou Williams. They didn't have Montrose Harrell to, I mean, easily to, I mean, they, they closed with those two guys in the game all the time. So like, I'm not that like, I, I feel like even with that comeback, when they were down by like 10 with four or five minutes left, I'm not scared about the Clippers. I I still think they can beat the Lakers in a seven-game series, and I I just can't wait till they. I I mean, I'm hoping it's like you know Portland gets eight seed and it's Portland LA in in the conference finals, but um, I really think it's going to be LA LA in the conference finals. And I think without a home court advantage for for the Lakers, I think I think the Clippers can beat the Lakers. Uh, They're just so so deeper, and I do have one uh, like sleeper. I think Houston could beat anybody in a seven game series. I really think they can. They make so many matchup nightmares and I don't know who who which team other than maybe the Clippers can match up against Harden and Westbrook.
1: I I like given everything that's happened this year, coronavirus, like all the, like everything like the bubble in Orlando, watch James Harden without the crowd, without like, you know, like everyone jawing at him just drop 50 a night and like, you know, shoot 45 shots, 50 shots, like something like that. Like, and, you know, get his first title. Cause I, James Harden is the one guy who I have defended way too much in my fan life because the guy just fills it up and I I don't understand why he doesn't get as much respect as he deserves. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, if you had to ask me, I think the cream will rise to the top, and it'll be the Clippers versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Or I, I mean, but, uh, I mean, watch out for the Rockets.
2: I mean, yeah. Well, I hope, I hope uh, the Clippers win that matchup because I am uh, officially right now, I'm adopting the Clippers as Dude, my – Joakim Noah, man. Exactly. Yeah, that. Joakim's back. If you're a Bulls fan and you're not rooting for the Clippers right
0: now, you're lost. Yeah. Because like there is nothing better, nothing better than number fifty-five Joakim Noah (laughs) back on the court, uh, playing pretty well. uh, Four fouls in like ten minutes, but but the man can still play defense. He's still cheering all the time for no reason. He's still screaming, and he still has that Joe energy. That really get that it really got me out of my seat when I was a Bulls fan, and if he wins this year, that'll be like that'll make twenty twenty acceptable.
1: Give him a give Joe Keem a ton of credit too because he stays ready. He is all like I know he's getting up there in age, but for his age, he's in really good condition. Like he can play in, in an NBA game. Like he might he's he's at risk to get injured any second here, but. Like, that guy is out there working, staying ready for that contract, and he gets it. He's gotten it every year. People keep signing him. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that it's true, man. It's true. He stays in the league. A little bit up and down with the Knicks, and he looks pretty bad for a second there, but it's good to see him back. Anyways, before we get too derailed here, I'm going to move it on, move it forward. We'll take a break, and then we got some trivia coming up again. Bear, you tied it up last week. So, two to two. The series is two to two. One tie, we'll throw that one out. But we've got ten more questions here today. All NBA trivia. Shout out Nick Kanz for winning trivia or Jeopardy yesterday in our, on our manager's pod. Crushed the competition. So, uh, Nick Kanz, he's had his warm-up in, and this is it. This is game five. Game five is known to be a series decider if it's tied up 2-2. So, let's see who wins today. We'll take we a quick it. break here. ABC Podcast.
2: Live from downtown Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons.
0: Welcome back, everyone. ABC podcast, Radio DePaul Sports, student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Time for, you know, the normal. 2-2 tied up the series here. Cans versus the Bear. Uh, Bear, you won last week, so... uh, Pick a number.
1: Even. Nice. You got Mark it. i go second. Go second.
0: second. It's
2: always even. It's the way to always go. Always even.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should have
0: like a different stipulation since you know that if you win, you're going to go second, right?
1: Yeah, I
2: guess. <laughs> at least this week. At least this week, y'all well, know uh, what the questions are about. Whatever. Here we go. As the boss mentioned, though, I, I did win the manager's Jeopardy last night. I'm just hoping I didn't use up all my knowledge.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I'm ready to go. Game this is five.
2: like I was. It's like I was. Uh, I was out balling in like a rec league game when I got a real game the next day. Yeah, you were. You were in the Drew League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Now it's yeah, time for the I NBA got, season. <laughs> I got. I got game seven today. I was out. Yeah, in the Drew League.
0: <laughs> all right, here we go, Nick Cannes, First question: NBA opening day trivia. So all these players are currently on an NBA roster. All right, this Portland native and high flyer has made his presence known in the league as a lightning bolt off the bench and a microwave scorer. The former top 10 overall pick and former Washington Husky became the first player to score more than 50 in a game while averaging less than 10. He won the 2013 dunk con- slam dunk contest and is now playing down south.
2: Ooh baby. Well that would that made me chuckle. We scored 50 in a game, but he didn't didn't even average 10.
0: First only player ever.
2: Only player ever. A Yukon player. Washington Husky. Washington, Washington Husky. Oh, Washington Husky. Mm-hmm. Where are you come from? I'm trying to think of the 2013 slam dunk champion. That's the only thing that's gonna save me right now. Quincy Pondexter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did he go to Washington?
2: Yeah, he did. Is that Uh,
0: right? No, that's not right. That's not right. Sorry. Oh,
1: I I think we know it's not right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we...
2: (laughs) Hey, he was in the league for a bit.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't think he's there. Uh, Actually, I think he's with the Spurs right now. But anyways, uh, Bear.
1: See, I should know this, but I... Derek Jones Jr.
0: (laughs) No, incorrect. Incorrect. 2013 dunk contest. It's Terrence Ross.
1: Oh, he did go to U
2: Oh. U Dub, Terrence Ross. I
1: should have got the guy. He won the. He won a dunk contest.
2: Yeah, way
0: back. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, like, dude, twenty third? It's been so long. Who remembers dunk contest winners unless it's like recent or if it's, it's MJ? It
1: was probably a bad year because, like, there were some years there where the dunk contest was not entertaining.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it was probably a bad year. I feel like the dunk contest every other year. It's terrible.
1: I had no idea he was even in a dunk contest.
0: <laughs> he, can, he can fly. He's had some really sick oh, in-game yeah. dunks. Like he can, he's, he's a high flyer for sure. But anyways, Bear, question two. This former Boilermaker has made a name for himself as a knockdown three-point shooter, averaging over 39% from beyond the arc for his career, a one-time bull, he scored 24 points on the night of Kobe's last game at the United Center. The, car, the guard is now down in the Bayou State. Bayou State, sorry.
1: No, it's Bayou. It's Bayou? It's Bayou? Yeah,
0: Bayou. Oh, cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think I got it. I think I got it, but I'm going to be mad if this is wrong. Etwan Moore.
0: Correct. Etuan Moore it is. Loved him as a bull. He, he, was, oh, he was good. He was good. <sighs> you didn't like Moore? Him? You didn't like him? Dude, he could he he was good he dude he just knocked down the three.
1: He was on some good
0: That's all some good Purdue
1: teams.
2: (laughs) Yeah, oh man. Yeah. Juwan Johnson. There you go, James.
1: Eric Kramer. Yeah.
2: Man, I think, Bear,
0: you picked, the right, uh, you picked the right choice going with the second question. I'm, I'm looking at, like, every other first question. These ones are
2: – Oh, great. Oh. At least this,
0: this next one is tough. This next one is pretty bad. Uh, all right, Cans. This rookie out of Washington has made a name for himself Washington. for his TikTok videos during the pandemic. On the court, he's already known for his sick defense, but his underwhelming three-point shot on a stuffed team has made it tougher for him to get consistent playing time. Name this guard forward combo playing in the city of brotherly love.
2: Really, another Washington guy. Uh, I'm not as up on my Pacific Northwest hoops scene as I should have been. Oh, Philly. I literally, I was, oh, I was looking at the, uh, the draft class earlier today. This is going to hurt. Uh, Chris Wilcox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Incorrect. naming classic
0: Washington players here. <laughs> Incorrect. All right, Bear, what do you got?
1: I, I, always, I think I always say his last name wrong, but is it Matisse Theibel?
0: Yeah, Mati, Matisse Theibel. That's actually correct. Oh. I think it's like, it's like Matisse Theibel. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, his TikToks are pretty funny. He's, He's a like, funny guy. Mean, yeah, he he's funny. Like, he has some funny videos early on in the pandemic.
1: Really bright, and uh, he was the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year in college basketball. So, he's, he had, like, three steals a game. It was absurd.
0: I mean, dude, I think he's, like, one of the first guard forward guards to, like, average more than three steals and two blocks or something. He's absurd. Like, he's, he's a tank on defense. He's nasty. Uh, but anyways, uh, Bear, this next one's for you. You've got a 2-0 lead. So, game five not going too well for, for Nick Hans <laughs> right now. <laughs> No, All right, it is not <laughs> this former Syracuse star made waves earlier this year after an encounter with uh, gummies. Name this former top four overall pick who was once named Biggie Sixth Man of the Year.
1: One of my favorite players in the league, Dion Waiters.
0: <laughs> Correct. Correct.
1: <laughs> Guy thinks he's better than LeBron. He does. I guarantee he does.
0: I mean, there's that, there's that incredible video of him when he played on the Thunder where uh, he's, like, dribbling and Durant's on the other side of the court screaming for the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Deion Waiters always had the confidence.
1: Oh, my gosh. He, th- he thinks he's God's gift to basketball. <laughs> like, he's, he's tough, though. He's tough to cover.
0: Yeah, true, true, true. All right, here we go. Cans, 3-0 lead for Bear right now. I'm in a big hole here. Hey, this one's a gimme. I'll give it to you. This oh, former Gonzaga Bulldog has found a home in the Magic City alongside a couple Golden Eagles. The former first-team All-American is on the Canadian national team and was the 2013 WCC Player of the Year.
2: What is the Magic City?
1: <laughs> you don't get to tell them that.
2: Yeah, that, that
1: that's a part of the clue. Uh,
2: I know, I know. That's a um... – well uh you said twenty thirteen WCC player of the year. Yeah. And Gonzaga, so I'm guessing Kelly O'Linnick. Correct.
1: Yeah.
0: I was gonna say All like right. known for his hair, but like that kinda that narrows it down.
1: So he's Way on up. Miami, right?
0: Yeah, he's on Miami.
1: Yeah. Magic the City. Magic City. Come on, man. Magic City. Uh- <laughs>
0: Come on, Nick That should be Orlando. (laughs) Yeah, you know, honestly, honestly. All right, 3-1 lead for the Bear. Next question. All right, this former Louisville guard was named to the All-ACC team in 2017. Now with a Western Conference team, this guard wears number 45 to pay homage to the GOAT, Michael Jordan. The former slam dunk champ was in attendance when LeBron said he was signing with the Heat at the Boys and Girls Club of Greenwich.
1: Donovan Mitchell.
0: Correct, man, I made these too easy.
1: I mean, if you give me the college, it's gonna be it's gonna be so much easier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bad news for Kens because I've given the college in almost every single one. <laughs> All right, Cans, four one lead. I'm sorry to say the hope is slowly slipping away, but um. There's some tough ones coming up, I think. I think.
2: Uh, I'll, they'll probably all be the ones that I get asked.
0: <laughs> no, this next one, you'll get this next one. This, this is an easy one. All right. This former Creighton star has found a home for, with this Eastern Conference playoff team. He's notable for the amount of hate he receives from the team just to the north. He wears a headband that makes him look stupid as well. Name <sighs> this subpar defender.
2: What is the North of Indiana? Um, All right, Creighton Eastern Conference team. Uh, Oh, man, I don't think he wears a headband, but is is it McBuckets, Doug McDermott? That's true. He's been wearing a
1: headband.
0: Yeah, he has. I was seeing him wear it with Indiana a little bit, and it's like not not the look, Dougie.
1: Do you want me to rant about Doug McDermott? Do we have another hour? Because I hate Doug McDermott. (laughs) I knew greatest adding college him in here wood
2: <laughs> player I've ever seen.
1: He was he's without question a top 5 college basketball player of all time. <laughs> but he to trade what you traded away to get him and then how poor he is on the defensive end is unforgivable.
0: Oh man, Nurkic and Gary Harris for 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 Doug McDermott. Oh god. It's going to go <sighs> down as one of the worst Bulls trades in history.
1: What are, what is Maybe the obsession the with the Bulls? What is the obsession with the Bulls to pick these guys? Like Denzel Valentine, Doug McDermott. Do these guys look like they can get it done in the NBA? No, they don't look like it.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. All right, moving on, though. Moving on. Uh, Bear, this is for you. This starter and quite undersized player was not able to crack the NBA from age 22 to 26 playing five seasons of international ball. The former Phoenix Sun was drafted in the second round by the Raptors and is known for his tenacious defense. He's one of the best corner three artists in league history. Name this former Texas player who now plays for a Texas team.
1: This is wrong, but DJ Augustine.
0: Incorrect. He plays in Orlando.
1: That's what I thought. And he's, he's had a better NBA career than people give him credit for. I like DJ. That's,
0: yeah, no, a solid player. Nick Hans. here's your chance. It's 4-2 right now. You can... Uh, Ooh. You can make right. this really tight if you get
2: this right. Well, I was also, in addition to looking over the NBA draft class, I was looking at some NCAA All-American teams. And I believe this is right because a guy from Texas that I saw was a one, P.J. Tucker.
0: Yes, sir. Oh, he's yes, Houston. sir. There Houston. Houston. There we go. 6'5 he- playing center.
1: P.J. Tucker was academically ineligible at Texas one time. Do you know how hard that is to do when when you're actually, like, a major D1 athlete? Like, that is very – like, he wasn't going to class. Like, he just wasn't going.
0: Wow. I, I wouldn't expect that out of P.J. Tucker. He made the rounds, though. I mean, he played all his young years in, like, in, in Italy and Ukraine and Israel. Like, he was he was out there for a while and then just – Talk about grinding through, man.
1: Gotta give him credit.
0: Thirty-five, six-five guarding fricking Jokic and 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 Embiid and all these centers, and it's crazy, crazy. So but anyways, strong. four to three now, the lead for Bear. Can's the next question is yours. We've got two questions left, so Bear, you control your own destiny.
2: Oh man, so I so, so I essentially this is a must-get for me. Yeah, and this I miss. is you. Yeah.
0: You need to get this one. <laughs>
2: All right.
0: All right. All right. Yeah, we don't want to tie, all right? We don't want to tie.
2: (laughs) No ties. All right.
0: Here we go. This former SEC Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year has made his name on defense in his time in the NBA. Drafted by New Orleans, the big man struggled to get consistent minutes with his first team, but is now in Oklahoma. Name this former top ten pick.
2: Did you say rookie of the year?
0: Uh, like SEC rookie of the year.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking, think think long, think wrong. So is it Nerlens Noel?
0: That's correct. Four to four, tied
2: up. Didn't you right. say
1: LSU? No. Oh, I, no, you I said, said SEC. L- oh my bad. Okay, because <laughs> I was thinking LSU.
0: <laughs> oh okay okay well can can can't, can't came up clutch but 4 That's to 4 This is this has been a good this's been a good week for both of you this is a, a really entertaining one today All right 4 to 4 last question Bear This former Golden Eagle has made a late career resurgence playing back at his home court The 3 and D player has made a name for himself after coming into the league as an undrafted free agent An Achilles tear in 2015 did not stop him from getting a big contract from the Mavericks. Name this guard.
1: Cans, it was a lot of fun, man. You know, but I got to take this one home. Is that cool, man?
2: I mean, you know, Abbas, why don't you just, like, give him the initials while you were at it there? (laughs) (laughs) Really? um, Was it
1: that obvious? Uh, Wesley Matthews.
0: That's correct. That's correct. Was that one that obvious?
1: I didn't think it was that obvious. I just, I know he went to Marquette and I know he was undrafted and he played for the Mavericks. Like that one, I put that one all together real quick.
0: (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. All right. I'll give it it to you. All right. Nick Kanz, let's mute ourselves. It's time for Bear to talk.
1: All right. Listen, everybody. Okay. I totally understand if you listen to the ABC podcast, you heard me talk about you Darvish versus Kyle Hendricks, and I might've been a bit off base there okay Kyle Hendricks is everything you'd want in a pitcher you Darvish just doesn't seem to have it anymore I was a little off I think Kyle Hendricks in game seven of the world series gets the ball I would keep you Darvish probably at home or you know let him drive the bus but I would not put him on the mound all right thanks guys
0: all right Bear thanks for your words of wisdom we'll wrap it up here for uh Bear and Cans. My name's a boss, you listen to ABC Podcast. Three two lead now for Bear in the in the all-time series, so looking forward to next week seeing if Cans can stay in this one.
1: Let's do it.
2: Uh, yeah. Alright,
0: ABC Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.